You've heard us talk about how much we love Zancaster. We've told you about how awesome their podcasting platform is, how easy it is to host, record, and publish adventures and collecting with their all-in-one web app. Well, now they're giving you, our listeners, the opportunity to support us and the nearly 30,000 other podcasts powered by Zencaster. That's right. Now you can invest in the podcasts you love through Zencaster's crowdfunding campaign. For as little as $100, join a community of other investors who seek to help Zencaster and independent podcasters like us succeed. If you're interested in investing in Zencaster, go to wefunder.com slash Zencaster or click the link in our episode description below to claim your slice of the future of podcasting. That's wefunder.com forward slash Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in in Collecting. Collecting where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hi. Dave, we're back. We are. And, uh, and, and we are back with, uh, with another guest again this week. This is a, a, yeah. a, another first-time guest. Yes. Technically. Now, technically, there's an asterisk here because you actually had the opportunity to uh, to interview today's guest uh, during our first uh, toy fair experience, but it never made it to the podcast. It was only on our our Instagram. So yes, so te- it was only on Instagram. So technically, technically, today's guest is a first time, first it was, time guest. It was, it was a really awesome conversation that just turned into interview. Yes, it turned into. Instagram post. Yeah, it was one of those things where I, I remember awkwardly, like you, you guys are having, and you know, us being have, having never been to an event like that. Um, you know, you were you you were talking, and I awkwardly was like, "Can I film this?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, we're burying the lead, Dave, and and that's not something I should do, right? That is not something we do. So, Boss Fight Studio entered the collectible scene in 2013 with a team of artists set on bringing the play back to toys, making the kind of action figures they wanted. From their hacks line to reinvigorating iconic licenses like Bucky O'Hare, Popeye, and Flash Gordon, to now making wrestling figures in their Legends of Lucha Libre line. Joining us today is one of the founding members of Boss Fight Studios uh, and lead designer on the Legends of Lucha Libre line, Art director Eric Aranya. Eric, welcome to Adventures in Collecting. Oh, thank you for having me. So, uh, as we were talking about uh, off the air before we we started here, um, we we do not uh, often find ourselves in a situation where we have two Eric's with a K. Um, you know, in in this in the same conversation, it's a this is a rare feat. Yeah, it's it's an uncommon spelling. Um... We actually have uh, another Eric who works for Boss Fight, and uh, his is spelled C- with a C-H. So oh, there's I... like two uncommon Erics wow. at Boss Fight al- already. So yeah, it's, like a, it, it's like an Eric of the Von Erics, almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you have to keep things in, in theme. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Quick, 
perfect little tie-in. But before we get into yeah. your history with uh, with toys and, uh, and and what's going on with, with Boss Fight Studio, as this is a show about collecting, the first thing we ask all of our guests, uh, what are you currently collecting and what are some of your recent pickups? Um, so I kind of, my, my collecting is a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, nowadays, uh, I don't, I'm not a completist about anything anymore. Uh, I just kind of get the, the things I like from certain lines. Um, I I'm currently, I'm, I'm doing a super sevens Joe GI Joe ultimates, uh, which just hit, um, and they're just gorgeous. Um, I do the carded, uh, retro Joes from, um, Hasbro that they've been doing, which isn't a lot. So that's good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do for like Joe classified, I do collect, uh, uh, Dreadnoughts and, uh, Slaughter's Marauders, but I keep it to just those two groups. So I'm not broke. Um, I do Marvel Legends stuff, but again, I, uh, just Captain America and four characters and, um, only pre 1993 ish era, I kind of steer clear of modern or not, not that I don't like stuff after that, but that's like my, my heyday of, uh, Marvel comics. Um, I still buy the random Aquaman thing or, you know, we, we, Katrina and I kind of, we buy food related toys a lot. So we have, you know, we have toys in the kitchen on the wall, like on shelves, like really random food related things. Uh, we, most of it is a uh, Gashapon stuff from Japan nice. and stuff like, because they're always doing weird little dessert things and stuff like that. Yeah. Those Gashapon pods are, are awesome at, at, uh, we we got a chance to go to Anime New York this uh, this uh-huh. pat- or last year I should say, and they had a whole booth of just those Gashapon uh, machines, and I'm I'm staring at my amazing little turtle friend that I have here from from <laughs> those those things are so cool. They're all they're all over Hong Kong, so whenever we go to visit the factory, we come back with just suitcases full of that stuff because we just can't it's a it's so inviting and it's so much fun and you just kind of go and start dropping coins and you're like yeah <laughs> it takes you back <laughs> yeah you can't really lose on those things all of them are really cool like even if you don't end up getting the one that you want the thing that you end up yeah. getting is something that's the the only way you're going to get it is through one of those machines so it's it's always fun yeah yeah and i remember just getting random back when I was like super young, whether it was like, you know, football or baseball helmets or just the most random toys that came from like one of the quarter machines. So the fact that that still exists and you can still kind of live that is really cool. Yeah. So um, how did you get into, you know, the toy business and getting into designing toys? Well, you know, I mean, the thing I always say is that I kind of tripped and fell into toy design while I was trying to break into comics. Um, I, you know, I, I had spent years, my, my college degree is in sequential art and I, um, so like I spent years trying to break into comics and I started doing toy freelance work on the side. Um, while, you know, to kind of keep 
funds coming in and uh it just picked up faster and faster and more work and more work and more work and before you knew it i was you know talking a little more seriously with hasbro and everything and moved up to to out of new york and closer to hasbro so because it was becoming clear that i was uh being uh you know kind of groomed i guess to come in house and you know that's what eventually happened and and i'm glad because i i don't think i have i don't have the the fight in me for comic books it's 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 a fight every month for every artist i know and uh i i don't have that fight in me <laughs> yeah, we you know we have a we have a good friend of ours that uh that's an editor over at uh currently at at idw and you know she always tells us all the time it's just like constantly clawing and scratching and you know it's 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 not an easy industry to be in nope as you mentioned you know you uh you grew into the role that you were in at hasbro and uh you know i mean most people who end up in the toy industry i'm sure that's you know a target landing place for them you know uh, the one of the companies that they'd most want to work for um what led to kind of the founding of Boss Fight Studios? Yeah, um, well, like you said, ha- Hasbro's, you know, kind of, it's one of the brass rings. There's there's a few of them, like Mattel or uh, Lego and, you know, things like that. Those are kind of the big ones. And, um, I, you know, Hasbro's the only company I ever worked for, actually, for the toy com- toy industry. I I did some, I've done, since I left Hasbro, I've done some freelance work for Bandai and, and Mattel and stuff like that. But, um, actually being an employee, I, I only worked at Hasbro and, uh, in, in 2013, the beginning of 2013, Hasbro had that massive layoff. And I I was part of that, uh, along with, uh, you know, a bunch of the other boss fight, uh, team. And, um, after that layoff, we knew we all wanted to do toys still. Uh, we're all toy collectors. We're all customizers. We, you know, we're all artists. We, we wanted to keep doing it. And, um, we ended up deciding that we didn't want to work for another corporation. Um, so we, we started boss fight and it was a big deal. Cause you know, we, we had to scrounge every penny we had to fight. And then we did the Kickstarter, which helped, helped get us off the ground and and um the first line you know was was big it it was a it was a huge hit at the time uh it was the big at the time it was the biggest kickstarter for for toy company there's been since a few that have beaten us now but um you know it was a huge deal and it was a lot of product and and uh you know, we, we all worked really hard. We worked long hours, long night, late nights. And, uh, um, you know, it's been 10 years now. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Congratulations, (laughs) by the way. That's, that's true. Yeah. The, the 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, well, coming up, uh, we're doing the boss fest and, uh, we're going to be doing videos all week and revealing new stuff and talking about stuff, uh, new, new product, showing new product. Um, it's going to be a lot of cool stuff and, uh, we're, we're super excited about it. So 
Yeah, that actually kicks off. Uh, this this is airing the thirteenth, so the fourteenth. Yeah, it kicks off tomorrow, right? Big yeah. big day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I mean it's it's so interesting, right? Like you know, all of these smaller indie toy companies, you know, the 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 Plunderlings, the Savage Crucibles, uh, you know, the the um, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom, you know, all these these companies now that are that are using Kickstarter as kind of their their launch platform. I mean, you guys literally laid the tracks for that, you know, and showed yeah. that that platform is viable. Yeah, and we we actually we you know we know a lot of those guys, and we've talked to a lot of them and helped helped them out on theirs their Kickstarter with advice and everything like that. You know, we want every we want everyone to to succeed. We like we did. We you know we're and not that we don't struggle all the time. We do. Um, we're you know we're a company and we have to run it and everything. And so it's a uh, but we want everyone to succeed. We we want there to be you know, more, you know, the, the, the more creative, smaller companies that you have out there, the better the competition gets, you know, you, you have to up your game exponentially all the time and they do and we do and everyone does. And that that's, that's great actually for the consumer. So yeah, it's true. I mean, what's what's the the saying, right? Yeah. Uh, competition brings out the best in everybody. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You you don't want twenty years of just the WWE. You, you know, you need AEW and you need MLW and you need all that. You know, yeah. you need that other stuff out there. Otherwise, it stagnates. Yep. And I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, that's that's you know such a a great uh, you know uh, example because look at the WWE product now versus you know four years ago. You know, pre yeah, pre pandemic yeah. WWE yeah. versus post pandemic WWE, they're effectively like two different organizations at this point. It's mm-hmm. wild, yeah. And you know, yeah. it's the pressure of the other, you know, the competitors coming into the market yeah. and showing that they're they're legitimate. Yeah, they've had to up their game, and that's that's great for the for the viewers mm-hmm. and, and good for the yeah. talent too, because then they get they all start making more, and they all start you know, yeah. And, you know, the more awesome of anything that's out there, you know, it definitely gives like, well, you know, it it makes the decisions either harder or makes you like kind of rethink how you collect because it's just like, well, there's this thing, but this thing's really cool, too. And I want to start looking into that. And then you start picking up a little bit from everywhere. Uh, Haven't we all? Which is amazing. Yeah, I was saying before, you know, it's the it's the usual dilemma. How do I get, you know, there's so much of everything out there that's that's awesome. You got to kind of figure out how to do that. Yeah, and and actually Boss Fight, you know, is the most recent company that has actually done that to me. <laughs> Where I I so Small tangent here before we we get into the you know the the bulk of things, but I'm a huge Popeye fan. I love Popeye, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I grabbed the the Popeye figure, the Popeye Classics figure, and I was like, I'll just get Popeye. It'll be like I'll add him to the shelf as like just like just Popeye. And then he showed up, and I started playing with him. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna get Bluto too. And then I'm looking at the pictures of the two of them. I'm like, Yeah, but like now they have nobody to fight over, so I should probably get Olive. <laughs> And then yeah, you know, and and now it's just forget it. I'm 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 hooked. I'm in, and uh, I can't get out. 
damn it. Yeah. Well, thank you for your addiction. <laughs> I, That's likely going to be me with Fraggles, too. So <laughs> The Fraggle stuff. I mean, the Popeye stuff is gorgeous. The Fraggle, the Fraggle stuff is looking unbelievable, which just, you know, there, there's something so appealing and satisfying about seeing the, those Muppet characters sculpted with those those textures and those that you know their big open wide mouths and they're like it's just such so appealing and so great like all, all muppet toys are every company that's done muppet toys they're always at least good oh. if you know at the bottom you know the worst one is still good like and then you have palisades which were perfect so yeah <laughs> yep i still have my my doctor teeth uh and the electric mayhem the drum set with like the stage and animal oh, from Palisades. Oh, so good. We we still have a lot of ours too. Yeah, th- that was a that was a fabulous line. But yeah, damn you and your Popeye figures. <laughs> 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 but move, stepping away from Popeye, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the big projects we saw and discussed back in 2020 at Toy Fair was uh, Legends of Lucha Libre. So how did that land at Boss Fight? That was um so the previous toy fair uh the the Masked Republic licensing team found us and we started talking and um it sounded really cool and and you know there's a bunch of us that are wrestling fans and me in particular is a Lucha Libre fan so it, it started to sound very good and um e- e- even you know, not if you're not a Lucha Libre fan, you know that Lucha Libre looks cool. You know, the masks and the 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 costumes and everything like that. So, you know, we started talking about it and we started talking with Mass Republic. And then uh the first the first time we met uh with with uh, Kevin Kleinrock from Mass Republic, you know you know when you meet somebody and everything just clicks into place and you know that you're going to know this person for for the rest of your life. Like that, that's kind of how it was with Kevin. And, you know, it, it just was one of those things. It was like, Oh yeah, we need to do this. If for no other reason, then we, we need this partnership with them. And they're such good partners and so much, it's been so much fun and stressful, you know, it's a, uh, with, with, uh, wrestling it doesn't matter which company is doing it it doesn't matter which which uh which toy company which wrestling federation it doesn't matter the talent is always bouncing around and going over here and going over there and going you know you know two of the guys in our first wave of mlw aren't at mlw anymore in fact one of them's at wwe like and mm-hmm. you know before before we had even shown you know, our fully painted Penta and Phoenix figure, they had gone to AEW and Jazzwares had announced their Penta and Phoenix figure. Like it just happens. So it all happened so fast. And, and so there's always going to be those, those outliers and that can be stressful, but at the same time, you still get to do the figure. Like after a certain point, you know, you're still going to put that figure out. And, um, so yeah, it, it's just it's it, it is a lot of fun, and um, I I love getting to 
to to meet a lot of the talent. I'm like I said, I'm a wrestling fan, so it's it's always fun for me to to be able to talk or or meet them, um, be backstage with them, or you know, and seeing how wrestling works backstage has been amazing. Yeah, and and you know, like you said before, even people who aren't necessarily familiar with the the breadth of you know lucha libre talent that's out there. It's hard to argue, you know, if if you if you close your eyes and think, you know, okay, what current wrestler is the most toyetic wrestler in in existence? You know, you close your eyes and it's Rey Mysterio. You know, like it, it is, it, it's the mask, it's the costumes, it's the creativity, it's it, it's all it's all there. And Lucha Libre is is so toyetic, so unbelievably <laughs> toyetic. Um, you know, and it, it's just been cool to watch, you know you know, watch these, some of these guys go from, you know, uh, triple a to, into, into AEW, into, uh, NXT, into, into all these different yeah. brands. Like it's just, it's, yeah. it's amazing. And, and no matter what show you watch, you're exposed to, to Lucha Libre in some form or fashion. Like there's, there's somebody on the roster, at least one person, yeah. multiple people in most cases where like you're exposed to that style of wrestling which is, you know, great because just like we were saying before, just one thing, one style isn't going to make for an interesting watch. Yeah. You, know, you need a little bit of everything, which, you know, is, is great to see and great to see too. A lot of these wrestlers um, that you've, you know, kind of only heard about, or you've seen on indie shows make it to, you know, worldwide television yeah so you mentioned it, it was cool to you know kind of start to see behind the scenes and and you know uh meet some of the talent as you've you've put the line together um has it been more exciting to work with you know legends like conan or, or ultimo dragon and vampiro or you know like you said more modern stars like like penta and and ray phoenix and black taurus yeah um it's it's a lot of fun like like i said i you know i am a fan and and my uh my my favorite era of wrestling is the the Monday Night Wars um and I was a big WCW mark I I was not the WWE guy I was uh and it was because of Lucha Libre and you know the NWO and I just thought WCW was doing more fun stuff and um you know so guys like Conan and Hoovy in Vampiro and stuff like that were very cool for me to, to be able to meet and work with and have, you know, Vampiro's called me on the phone. <laughs> you know, I shoot emails back and forth with him all the time, not even always talking about figures like, you know, like it's this random stuff now. Like, so that's really cool. Like being, being able to hang out and talk to them. And it, a lot of them are, you know, uh, they they all kind of um, participate as much as they want to, which is which is what we want. If you're really into it, be really into it with us. If you're not, that's fine, too. Like but like, you know, like so many I don't none of them have been bad to work with in any way. They've all been, you know, at least fun to talk to and stuff like that. And, you know, then like Taya's amazing and she's the only one who intimidates me and I'm kind of scared of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's got a very big personality. 
She she yeah. does. And, um, um, but you know, Ultimo Dragon is great. Like he's he wants things to be right, you know, and that's that's awesome. That helps us, you know. Like he wants them. He catches like angles and stuff on the mask and everything, you know. Um, the Pedro Agayo family has been great, and and uh, Jacob Fatu was really great. I you know I spent a bunch of time with the MLW guys at a bunch of taping stuff and and got to take photos, close up photos of their tattoos and all that stuff. And while I was talking to them all and stuff, they they were all really you know it's it's really crazy because you meet these these guys and they're you know enormous and they're scary looking and stuff but they're all sweethearts like all of them are really nice and they're all like um and you know so many of them are so excited so excited to get that they're getting figures because in some cases it's the first time Mm -hmm. that some of them are getting figures um you know in some cases it's not like you know obviously you know uh killer cross has had a number of figures before um Hoovy has had one figure i think ever the the figures toy company one yeah i think was the only one so he was pretty excited and he you know he's always out there talking about it and stuff like that on his social media and stuff so um so that's great and you know so yeah it's 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 always really fun and you know the the difference in the way some of them react to everything is always very interesting too yeah, I mean, in some cases, like, you know, somebody like Vampiro, he hasn't had a figure since, what, like, what was Toy Biz Marvel? You know, like... Yeah, the Toy Biz ones. Yeah, going way, way and back. And then uh, the, the CMLL one before that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so he he hasn't had a lot, and that's, um, and he's one of our keystones, you know, because he's Vampiro. Like, mm-hmm. he's awesome, and he's got a lot of great looks, and he's got, you know... And, um, yeah, so, yeah, so a lot of them haven't had figures in a really long time. I think Conan was kind of the same. His last figure was, like, in from the TNA line, I think, from Toy Biz. Yes. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those things now where, you know, for the guys that haven't had figures before, now if you couldn't you couldn't pick a better time to have a wrestling action figure. I mean, just with the way mm-hmm. that these things move, and you know the the amount of deco and detail, and yeah. the tattoos, and the you know the the ring gear and everything, and then you know somebody like a Conan or you know or a Vampiro. I mean, the last time they had an action figure, you know, they were what they were at the time, which was great. But now they get to yeah. kind of see proper execution of and conan has never had a figure of him wearing the mask yeah from his mexico days from his pre wcw days so yeah. that that was really cool to be able to be able to do um and you know we're like boss fight we're we're obsessed with the details and the the kind of hyper realism of the the tattoos and the body sculpt and the Conan's hair on his chest like we're a little obsessive about that stuff um and we know we don't have to be but we it's the toys we want I mean if there's one audience that appreciates that stuff though it's definitely the wrestling figure audience I mean those little details count they do yeah yeah and it's you know like you think like oh I just saw Taya on impact or I just saw Black Tarus on impact like these are 
you know, now you can pick up everybody in this line. And it's yeah. what's cool. It's company agnostic in a way where it's just people from all, all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's, it really is like, you know, DC versus Marvel out there right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's everybody's on and our line specifically, like some of the guys we have coming out are, at WWE, some of them are at AEW, some of them are in, on Impact or AAA or CMLL. Like they're all over the place, and so like our line kind of is a lot of fun because it kind of covers all of this this ground. The Forbidden Door doesn't exist in in uh on 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 people's shelves. It's no, know, it, no, it does it's not permanently kicked open. <laughs> it almost it, it's starting to get swinging open and back closed in in real life anyway so yeah (laughs) and now a word from our sponsors this segment is brought to you by our friends at chubsy wubsy toys a traditional mom and pop toy store in little falls new jersey chubsy wubsy toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement searching for them at larger retail stores visit them in person at 106 main street in little falls new jersey or online at chubsywubsy.com that's c-h-u-b-z-z-y-w-u-b-z-z-y.com and tell them adventures in collecting sent you Level up your collection with CGC, the world leader in pop culture collectibles grading. CGC recently launched its video games division with experienced, knowledgeable, and passionate graders to help you maximize your value on all the games you love. Ready to give your games an extra life? Submit today at cgcgrading.com. That's cgcgrading.com. This is a public service announcement. Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. It is time for you to upgrade your game. Go to manscaped.com and use our code AIC to save 20% off and get free shipping. The brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 offers improved blades and skin safe technology with a no tugging guarantee. It's never been so painless to mind your manholes. And now that you have your face looking great with the Beard Hedger, you have to try Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 for the full body grooming experience. And this just in, the Performance Package 4.0 now comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all of the other below the waist grooming products that Manscaped is known for. We love the full suite of grooming tools from Manscaped. It's never been easier to take care of our hair. What are you waiting for? Save on Manscaped today. That's right. Get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code AIC. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And now, back to the show. Now, we mentioned all of these great wrestlers that are coming out. We've seen two waves of the premium line and um, one wave of Fanaticos in hand with a second on the way. Um, what's next for both lines? Um, so, yeah, the, the next, lo- the next uh, wave of Fanaticos were already at the tooling stage we're working on packaging we're working on deco with the factory and that's you know of course that's uh black tarus and vampiro hijo del pero agallo and ultimo dragon we're really excited about getting those guys out especially the you know guys like ultimo dragon and hasn't had a whole lot of figures certainly not like mass release type figures and um and hijo del pero agallo has been that's great to to get him out there um and i i think black tarus might be the most toyetic wrestler in the world right now yeah absolutely <laughs> for real <laughs> people are gonna buy buy him and put them with like their mythic legions collection <laughs> yeah or their you know their marvel legends their D stuff yeah. like that's just gonna be a <laughs> he could tear it up anywhere <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah you know we're you know, so that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, we're not ready to to announce the next wave yet, but the next wave is going to make people pretty happy. I think it's got uh, it's got a great legend in it, uh, a maestro, and 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 it's got uh, three others that I think will make people really happy. The modern wrestling fan, both both in Mexico and the U.S., uh, so we're really really excited to when we get to when we're able to uh, announce the next wave um and then you know premium wave three we we've announced and it's uh you know uh taya uh, a super articulated taya with you know she's got the extra head and she's she's wearing the um the uh triple a invades america mm. costume from the the triple a versus impact um a couple years back in new york uh laredo kid uh in his awesome uh, triple mania gear with the giant wings that he uh entrance gear uh Tenibles jr and he's you know super tall he's got that classic mask and everything and uh wsx era vampiro with the wsx title belt so all right that's awesome <laughs> yeah ghoul vampiro he's got the 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 braids and the the ghoul makeup and everything so real Very excited cool. to get that one out and and getting wrestling society x out there too yeah right that's that's a lot of fun and um and you know we we have so much stuff coming up and including some stuff that's uh like i mentioned uh my favorite era we've got some stuff coming from my favorite era of wrestling so i think people will be really happy about that uh so just to to plug boss fest again you know will we see any any updates for these lines during the boss fest announcements or so i'm gonna plug something else here because at the end of the month beginning of april 
boss fight will be at WrestleCon in L.A. the weekend of WrestleMania. And so because of that, though, we are saving uh, Lucha Libre and MLW announcements uh, until WrestleCon because we we need some stuff to show at the booth and uh, announce there. But we will have some big announcements then. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of our Wrestle Lucha Libre uh, legends and and uh, MLW talk will be a little, little slim next week. But uh, but yeah, we um we, we do have plans to show some new stuff at, at WrestleCon. So looking forward to it <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of, of things that are on the way, uh, you know, a, a ring is on the way with with the uh, the accessories drawer and uh, and and some accessory sets. Uh, are there are there plans for any more like that? Any additional accessory sets or uh, or additions for the ring? Uh, yeah, actually, we're we're working in sculpt phase for the uh, accessory sets wave two. And. They're going to be very popular, I think. They're a lot of fun and um, possibly stuff that uh, some more professional toy companies would probably say, maybe we shouldn't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> we're a little bit more on the side of, yeah, let's do that. And, uh, well, I mean, you were bold <laughs> enough to put light tubes in the first one, so I think I, I think I think yeah. we could we could make <laughs> make some. And, and barbed wire, yeah. yeah, yeah, barbed wire, and uh, yeah, we. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's uh, other companies will do the barbed wire and stuff like that, I, and I think people would do this. It's just, uh, yeah, one one of the sets is a little uh, iffy. <laughs> we'll say pushes the boundaries. Yeah, so. that's all. <laughs> it's uh, it's not the uh, PG era of uh, WWE. It's probably the. Uh, it's the uh, hardcore era of uh, episodes of uh, Lucha Underground. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, so we're really excited about that. And, you know, with the the ring is is a lot of fun. And I, I've always, you know, the toy designer in me is uh, always thought that the uh, all that wasted space in a ri- underneath a ring. Yeah was was unfortunate mm-hmm. um so that that was the uh the real uh push for the drawer of course that did double our tooling <laughs> for a ring <laughs> which is which is uh you know raised our price but i'm still really proud of it and uh we we got it down to a decent price i think so so that's why all that space is there <laughs> yes <laughs> basically we tooled one ring and then one slightly smaller ring <laughs> worth of plastic that goes inside of it so <laughs> no wasted space yeah that's that's the goal um also you know as you know all all collectors know this we have bins and bins of pieces and parts and mm-hmm. all you know every figure comes with extra heads and hands and stuff like that now you, you can't put all of it on display correct <laughs> <laughs> and and if it's you know Somebody, if it's a, a kid who's playing, now they can put stuff under the ring, like in yeah, yes, yeah, or take everything on the go. I mean, that's what that's the, I yeah. mean, that's that's what yeah. I would have done with it. It's 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 absolutely brilliant. Like it's it's, it's such a 
it, it's one of those things where it's like, how did this never happen before now? Yeah, well, it's 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 interesting because at one point I was trying to figure out how to make it uh, fold up, fold up into a carry case. But because of the ropes, it's it's nearly it's it's a big problem um, without taking it apart each time. And I that's not the point to a carry case. So mm -hmm. it's supposed to be fast. So that it ended up becoming a storage drawer instead. So speaking of awesome things, we mentioned this partnership before. Um, Major League Wrestling was announced recently. Um, how did this pairing come between MLW and Boss Fight? Well, uh, you know, the the main marketing guy at Master Republic also works for MLW. So the introductions were made and we started talking. And again, you know, uh, Court and Jared are fantastic people to talk to and brainstorm with and, and talk, you know, and, and kind of get to know. And, um, yeah, it, we all kind of clicked and it seemed easy, easy. It seemed, uh, you know, there's crossover between the two lines. Uh, you know, Taya is, is the, the featherweight champion at MLW right now. And, um, Penta and Phoenix have previously been tag team champions over at MLW. So, you know, it, it just kind of, there, there's a lot of crossover we can do. And there's a lot of, of course, in wrestling toy world is a lot of uh, tooling sharing that we can do, which is, is important for cost. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for me getting out uh belt belts has been one of my you know we we didn't we didn't we don't have belts really available to us at at legends lucha libre like we can't do triple a belts we can't do cmll belts we you know the the wsx belt is a kind of a outlier that we can do that one um so that's why we we rushed the uh belt set for mlw um also, they have great belt designs, which helps a lot. Like they're really cool looking, and yeah, and with the weight classes, like and everything like that, it's it's a unique kind of, you know, yeah, it's a unique belt styling for sure. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I, I don't remember. I know Mattel has done a number of belt sets, which are awesome, and I'm always, I mean. I just bought that new Rey Mysterio figure mainly because he comes with the WCW. Mm -hmm. cruiserweight title yeah. like um also he's like my favorite wrestler in the world but like <laughs> but like you know there's so it's like it's just one of those things like you know i know fans buy figures just for belts and stuff like that and we, we do have a number of figures coming with belts as well but we wanted to get the set out right away of the belts because it's it's such an important part part of the play with wrestling so yeah, it, it's it, you, and you're, and you're absolutely dead on. I mean, there are uh there are people out there that are just like belt collectors too. Like yeah. just mm -hmm. um belt guys as it as it were, right? <laughs> um but yeah, it, it it's awesome to see uh again yet an, yet another uh wrestling brand kind of come into the the fray and you know, con continue to kind of kind of grow the uh the fig fed at uh yeah. in in everyone's uh mm -hmm. houses. <laughs> So with uh you know with MLW you know we 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 saw we've seen Wave One it's up for pre order, um what are the plans past that belt set and uh, and Wave One? So we have um the next wave is 
moving into um, Deco. And the, the next wave is actually going to be uh, called Fusion. So it's it's not a premium wave. It's ba- it's similar to our Fanaticos for Legends of Lucha Libre. So it's the, the lower price point. They don't have the extra hands and heads and accessories and stuff like that. Um, but the the four figures in that, I'm, I think people are going to be really happy with. Uh, again, not ready to announce them. But um, and then then the next wave of premium is already uh, moving forward as well. And that has some truly great talent guys in it. Like, I mean, all of them are so, so good. And um, and what one of the things that's great about MLW is they have. A huge uh like variants of styles of builds of you know they have big guys they've got you know giant muscle muscular guys they've got little dudes they've got you know i mean it's just it's it's such a like myriad visual um if if you get to go see an mlw local show somewhere you really should because it's it's crazy fun and <laughs> I, I've, I've over the past couple of years, I've become a big fan of the smaller shows. Um, even like local shows, I love going and seeing kind of that raw. No, no filters, no, no gimbal cams. No, like I really enjoy kind of seeing that stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we're we're very lucky here in uh, in New Jersey. We have a, a an array of local you know, wrestling mm-hmm. organizations to, to go see yeah. you, Dave, you just, you went to GCW not too long ago, which was right. Oh, or was nice. that already, it's probably already almost a year ago. Actually. Yeah. I was gonna say that actually. was a year ago. That was, that was Hammerstein. That was a year Time. ago. It, uh, yeah, it, it passes. <laughs> you well, guys are clo- probably close enough to Philly that I know MLW, MLW, um, is often in the old, uh, ECW arena. arena. Yeah. We have to make a we have to make a trip down for that. It's not it's not far from mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah, and they have a bar, a, a good, a really nice, good bar in that building. So uh, that's always good. That's that's and, always nice. <laughs> and on top of that, MLW is carrying on the legacy of Lucha Underground too. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Azteca show is is fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have so many, you know, so many people over there now from. Lucha Underground, now Morrison's over there. Uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, Johnny Fusion. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's impossible not to call him that. It's impossible. No, yeah. it's Johnny Nitro. He'll always be Johnny Nitro to me. <laughs> All right. So our next section takes us into our uh, follower Q and A. So uh, if this is the first time you're listening to Adventures in Collecting, welcome. Hope you're enjoying the uh, the episode so far. Uh, make sure you're following us on social media at AIC underscore podcast because when we have a guest on, uh, we will post and give uh, give our followers a chance to submit questions for this very section here on the uh, on the show. So, uh, Eric, are you ready to take some questions from our followers? Yeah. Dave, would you like to do the first one? Yes, I would love to. Um, at Snuffy Smith Guy asks will there be a second wave of king features sunday morning comic figures um maybe we're not sure we're not sure yet i i 
I know we've been talking about it and stuff. The, the Sunday morning comics line is not mine. Uh, that's uh, Andrew Franks who manages that line. But it is it is something that we, you know, everybody at the company was very uh, excited about and stuff. Um, I mentioned earlier that I went to school for comics. Um, and yeah, I was trying to break into the comic book, you know, adventure comics type stuff, Marvel, DC and all that stuff. But my my introduction as a kid to comics was three strip comedy comics like newspaper stuff uh you know garfield peanuts all that stuff curtis and stuff and that so we were really excited to get that and some of that stuff has never had any product in any way like curtis and and you know there's maybe been some figurines for like hallmark and stuff like that but never like that like these and uh so you know we were really excited excited to to get that stuff out there um so we're big fans we're really hoping to to get a second wave out soon uh but yeah we we don't not for sure but we're hoping to <laughs> all right our next question comes from at the berg 511 who asks what vintage character would be your dream license to work on so this is a uh... I struggle with this because there's a lot I would love to work on. Well, maybe give us um, a few then. Yeah. So, I mean, some of it I have worked on, you know, I've, I've worked on star Wars and GI Joe and transformers and stuff. But for, for me, uh, my first love for the fiction, uh, for, for, for fic- fictional worlds is the DC universe. Um, I would love to do a, a, a line of uh, of the DCU, um, specifically pre what I call the dark age of comics. Uh, before that, uh, um, you know, Bronze Age stuff, Silver Age stuff. Uh, that that's really my cup of tea. And um, but yeah, the, especially though the Green Lantern Corps, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, like all that stuff, Teen Titans, like all that stuff is so close to my heart. I uh, I would really love to do that someday. Hey, you never know. Yep. Yeah. Like, Everybody has a slice of something now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're the only company not doing turtles. I was so. just about to say, when, <laughs> so when do the Ninja Turtles drop? <laughs> yeah. When do the, not that we don't love the turtles we do. <laughs> But <laughs> hey, listen, I'm sure sh- I'm sure at this point, if, if if you guys picked up the phone and called, they were sure you can make some turtles. Everybody's yeah. making turtles. I don't I don't personally collect turtles, but I get to walk into to Andrew's office and I think he has every turtle thing ever made. <laughs> so I get to play with his turtles. Yeah. And and a whole a whole new uh, a whole new world of turtles is about to be unleashed with the with the new movie. Coming, oh, yeah. So. The new yeah. show, the new, yeah. Uh, Dave, next question. Yeah, sure. So at Johnny underscore C underscore dagger asks, with the release of Cerozoic Warriors, will Boss Fight Studio be exploring original IP in other genres? Short answer is going to be yes. The long answer is Cerozoic Warriors is doing amazing. It's our pre-sales have been fantastic and it's it's just 
such a gorgeous and wonderful line to look at. There's bright colors. There's funny kind of things going on in the designs. And, and they're just a lot of fun and kind of goofy. There's kind of this spirit of of kind of like not being so taken so seriously. Which is really hard to do sometimes. Like because even I love lightweight stuff and everything like that. But when I get working and dig back into Vitruvian hacks, um, it, Vitruvian hacks gets a little dark with the bios and stuff. Like it's hard not to be like mm-hmm. there's fantasy things and skull heads and eyeballs and all sorts of crazy stuff going on and Gorgons and, you know, like, so it's, it's hard not to be dark. So it's fun that we have a line that's, that's ours and, and, and it's it's like these bright colors and it's this this kind of fun story and everything and that that again that's all andrew franks that's that's his wheelhouse is to do that kind of that kind of stuff and um you know when we can we we're hoping to do some new ip that's original ip stuff that's ours again it that said it takes a long time to settle on what we're going to do and how we're going to handle it because you need to fit in with kind of the zeitgeist of the age and you need to do something original and fun or put your own twist on something which is what we you know we're always trying to do that when we're doing Vitruvian hacks is put our own kind of twist on a on a well-known concept so it's so it's new, but it's also familiar. But when you're creating something completely new, like Sorzo Warriors, you got to be even more careful than that, because you're you're almost other than them being dinosaurs and having guns and knives, like you know, there's other lines that look like that have that part of it, but then you know we kind of have to to push past that into a different realm, which is you know why you see the colors and why the weapons and everything are kind of they're designed very differently. It's not like these guys just have like an M16. They've got something that's, yeah. that's a little more goofy and fun and chunky. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's really cool to kind of see those, those come to life, you know, cause like you mentioned with like Vitruvian hacks, you have this, this base now, like you have a, a, a effectively that line has turned into a platform and like, there's already this kind of like established world to kind of play in. Yeah. So anytime we see any sort of original IP coming in, especially now where, you know, the, we've said it a million times on the show, but like anything can become a toy, you know, like if, if they can sell toys from the office, they can pretty much sell toys from anything, you know, like it's, yeah. it's the, as much as yeah. we both love the office, it's not a very toyetic show. It's just, no. you know, you love the characters and, you know, collecting culture and, you know, collectibles culture is very much so driven to like things we already know and kind of hold dear um, yeah. and seeing them become toys. So it's, it's always, you know, we, we, we love and, and are fascinated with, you know, original IPs breaking into, you know, the, the community in, in, in this given, you know, time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, all those things that we grew up on, like the story was being told at that time, like it was a new story. Yeah. So you know, it's cool to see it almost come around full circle where it's like there's this new story being told with these new characters and it's not the thing that you know already or are familiar with, but it has something that hits you in that 
nostalgic. Familiar area. elements. Like it, yeah. yeah, it's got that element to it. All right. Well, that takes us through our Q&A section. So thank you to everybody who submitted questions and uh, and shouts to those who uh, who got featured in this section. Eric, you, you survived the Adventures in Collecting uh, Q&A round. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you, for everyone, for the questions. So before, uh, before we close out and let you go, uh, Dave, would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask Eric our final question? Why, yes, I would. The final question that we ask all of our guests, what is your favorite and or strangest piece in your collection? It can be one of each or it can be both. <laughs> uh, strangest is probably my uh, party pants, which... Uh, are okay. There's a story, a Hasbro story, that goes along with the party pants, the legend of party pants. Okay. Um, which had become my nickname at Hasbro for a while was party pants because of this, and uh, I was doing a uh an exclusive set for Target for uh captain america the first avenger okay okay and um i decided it would be funny to put because i had to repaint the figures uh the the existing figures for this pack like i couldn't i couldn't i didn't have a tooling budget so it was just deco, and i could mess with the deco of the movie captain america and uh, I thought it would be funny to put Captain America in camouflage red, white, and blue pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the pattern I chose to mimic the the to 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 pattern the the camouflage after was that uh, desert camouflage that the the military uses that's called like chocolate chip basically because it's got little dots yep, yep. of of di- yeah. different browns and um but I turned it all red white and blue <laughs> because he's Captain America and that's funny <laughs> and uh, <There> is. <laughs> it rules and uh the paint the paint sample the painter who painted the the figure for for us he mimicked the pattern so perfectly that it had these little dots of red and then these splotches, big splotches of red and big splotches of blue over white pants, basically. And it looked like confetti. <laughs> and it was, so it was, we was like, I was like, Oh my God, no, we, we have to remove the red from the camo. <laughs> so by the time the figure came out, it was just blue and white camo. So it looked a lot more toned down, but the, uh, but I have, but the painter, because we everybody thought it was so funny. The painter, when he repainted the pit figure, he didn't paint over those legs. He kept the legs and painted a new set of legs and then gave me the legs. So on my desk, I still have that. Just the leg. Just the legs of Captain America oh, with this red, white, and blue uh, camo pattern on it. So one could say that you have... America's ass in party pants. I do. I do have yeah. America's ass. 
Um, <laughs> and then the 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 uh, I guess the the rarest or my favorite. I don't know which one this is now. Um, I have a uh, GI Joe tin wind up Jeep oh, from the 1940s. Wow! And really it was cool. my father's. And um, it's not very rusty. It still works. And it's in my collection. Um, and that's that's just this like one random kind of thing I have. Um, and, you know, my my favorite toy line of all time is probably G.I. Joe. Like and uh, yeah, so it's it's a very cool piece for me to to own. That's really cool. And it's before it's before G.I. Joe was a brand. It was just a term for military guy. But this is one of the first toys that ever had the words G.I. Joe on it. Like and it's it just says on the back, it's like G.I. Joe Jeep or something like that. That's super cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I actually I I am today years old. I didn't realize that there were that there were uh, there were pre Hasbro G.I. Joe like I I didn't realize that that was a term that was used on on just kind of military toys. Well, it wasn't really. It was a term for mi- people in the military. They called them all GI Joes. Oh wow! Like in in the 30s and 40s and stuff like that. That's just what they called. Like, hey, that's a GI Joe. Got it. Like that was just a interesting general issue issue man, and the <laughs> most common name was Joe. So, got it. Yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for for taking the time to to be on on our show. This was this was awesome. Thank you for for all the insights and stories. Uh, before we we say good evening, uh, let our listeners know where can they find uh, find out more about Boss Fight Studios on uh, on the internet. Where can they find you? Um. So yeah, uh, Boss Fight. Where you know our social media is Boss Fight Studio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, our, our store is bossfightshop.com and, uh, you know, boss fest is, is all next week and it's all this week and it's going to be, you know, on, on all of our social media and, um, you know, Hey, WrestleCon in LA, WrestleMania weekend, uh, come see us, um, maybe meet some wrestlers and some luchadors and luchadoras there. Uh, we'll have some parading through, I think. And, um, you know, get your figures signed and, uh, you know, if you want to follow me personally, like I'm not that interesting, but I'm just Eric Aranya on Facebook, I think is the only thing I'm on nowadays. So, (laughs) well, awesome. And, uh, you know, we'll make sure we put links to all of the things that Eric just mentioned in the show notes. So, uh, you know, head over there, click away, uh, browse the shop, browse the, uh, the the instagram feed and everything and also stay tuned here because you know we will we'll make sure that we have everything covered uh you know coming up from uh you know from boss fest uh eric thank you again so much for joining us thank you guys thank you for having me uh thank you everyone for listening and uh anytime you want me back i'll come on awesome thank you eric dave send us home now you can put stuff under your ring too (laughs) 
Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.